Welcome back to the Pickup Music Pod, where we help you improve your guitar skills. My name is Carl Kerfoot. I'm head of education, and I'm joined today by our head of community, Mr. Kyle Sparkman. What's up, man? All right. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you here. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about some tips for how to play guitar or play music in front of your family. Um, and I thought I would just start out by telling you a little story, Kyle. All right. So we just had Thanksgiving last week, right? And I had the best experience that I've ever had in my whole life playing in front of family. And I was trying to think about why. And I was also trying to think about, well, maybe we could share this with, uh, with you know, the members and people that listen to this podcast. So what basically happened and what I think turned it around for me is instead of just kind of like trying to wing it the last second, or instead of uh, just trying to play some, you know, Lydian jazz licks that I learned that nobody wants to freaking listen to. Earlier in the year, I started taking a poll of my family members and particularly on my wife's side of the family. I started asking them, what do you guys like, what's your favorite Christmas song? Or what's your, what's your favorite kid song? I've been working on these songs, like, you know, just in my spare time or whatever, just strum a, strum a song here or there. And this, and over November, over Thanksgiving, it was my first chance to like, to test this out. And I had, a, I had a playlist ready to go. I had these songs that I'd worked on a little bit here and there, and they're not like perfect or anything, but it went amazingly. And it just felt, it felt so great. I've had so many experiences where getting up and playing in front of family is more nerve wracking than playing any type of show. Do you, do you agree? It's literally my worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, man. I mean, that's a, the preparation is key. I mean, I'm a generally anxious person. So, you know, in general, performing is something that like I have, have battled with and the family it's just, yeah, you're right. It's worse. It's like playing to a room of, of two to 500 people is, is so much easier than playing to, you know, three or four family members at the gathering. Um, for me, it comes down to like, you know, if it's, it's my immediate family, I just, there's some little thing. And usually if I'm playing in front of them, it's at their house where I also happen to grow up. So there's just this weird psychological time machine. You get transported back and you're just like the little kid. I'm like, no, I'm a rock star. But when I'm there and I'm just like this little kid and like, what am I doing? So it's not comfortable, you know? Um, I'm trying to think of the last time. Usually I, I try not to, um, I try not <laughs> yeah. to perform in front of them and be like, I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not your performing monkey. You're not going to get a song out of me. But, um, <laughs> I think, I think when it happens, yeah, I go to the, the tried and true hits that I can just like bust out as uh, comfortably as possible. Um, but yeah, I think I've so far avoided holiday jams other than like maybe a family get together where you can get multiple people involved and, and kind of pass off some of the, the work and attention. But uh, it's not something I enjoy, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good point. The holidays are coming up for at, at least at the time of this uh, recording here. Maybe we can get into it a little bit and give people some some kind of like uh, concrete things to to walk away with. So like I mentioned first, you know, the it, it may sound silly, but I would recommend like starting a playlist, you know, like, like just actually starting a playlist and over the year you could start it now and then for next year or whatever, but just start adding songs to it and then, you know, put that on every once in a while or send, you know, send it, send a text to your granny. Like, Hey granny, what's your, 
What's your favorite Christmas song? What was the bangers back in, you know, the 1940s or whatever? Like I said, it sounds kind of silly, but the fact that like you, you know that these songs are important to people in a way that helps relieve some of the anxiety for me, because instead Mm. of like playing songs that are important to you, you're, you know, that this, even if, even if it sucks, like, even if you don't nail it, they're going to appreciate the fact that you took the time to learn it for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a great point. Um, and yeah, I, I actually didn't even realize that. I remember one time my mom asked me to learn Run Run Rudolph by uh, you know Chuck Berry. I'm pretty sure it's just like a 12 bar blues. So like, yeah, yeah, they're going to maybe they'll sing along and stuff and, and it takes it off or they're just so excited to even hear a snippet of the song. What which ones did you play for your family? So Curious. the ones that that my my uh, my father-in-law requested because that's the other thing, like it's your, like your own family. But then there's also, you know, like my wife's uh, dad, you know, so it looks like yeah, you that's a slippery slope. I will say some, some wild requests can come in, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he wanted me to do some kid songs cause we were with like some other family that had kids and whatnot. And he really wanted to hear the bare necessities from the jungle book. Oh, it's a great one. It's a great song. Yeah. So learned that one. And I only learned like the first verse really, you know, or like the first time through, but that was enough. And a lot of times, you know, we, these songs that people want to hear, if you can just get through like a verse or two and a verse and a chorus or whatever, people love it. You know, they love it. So I did that one. And then I did uh, Take It Easy by the Eagles. He's a big e- uh, Eagles fan. So nice. Yeah. And then a bunch of other little kids songs that, you know, I, I work on and play with my daughter as well. Another thing that I'll say is like getting other people involved is an easy, it it just makes it more fun, but it also takes the pressure off of you. And here's the thing, Kyle, if you have done that playlist homework and you're playing songs that people, that you know that they love, it's going to be that much easier to get them involved because they like singing or like, you know, jamming on it. That's a great point. Right. Yeah. So, so get other people involved, you know, like there's, and there's a lot of different ways that you can do that. Like not everybody's musical, not everybody's going to be able to sing in tune uh, and not everybody's going to be able to play another instrument, but, you know, trying to um, like hit, if your brother plays, for example, like hit him up, like give them a heads up uh, that you want them to do this. So they're, they're not just like on the spot and, and we'll say no, you know, like, yeah, I, I guess it kind of comes down to like really preparation is sort of <laughs> the, the, the main thing here, but you know, have, have, um, have some lyrics printed out maybe, and maybe even print out lyrics for other people so that the, if, if they don't really know the song that well, they can, they can sing along, uh, they could sing along easier. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, the iPhone can go a long way too. And, and I think that is a great point. Like, you know, if you like a lot of this comes down to exposure therapy. And I will say that, like, I think a lot of what we're talking about today can can go beyond the family gatherings and just to performing in general. But getting people involved, like one of my favorite things to do is just um, like teach non-musicians or, or give them experience of, of like vocal harmony where it's like, you know, maybe a popular song they know the melody and stuff. And then you can start singing harmonies and, uh, pass around the, uh, the discomfort so everyone can share in it. But then also if, if there can sing the, the main melody and you can harmonize, it's, it's a really fun thing to be involved in that, you know, and you see a little light bulb moment go off for your, your relatives and them singing a, a toasty three part or something like that. Oof. 
That's awesome, man. I I don't know, man. My my family's pretty tone deaf. I don't know if we could even, <laughs> or yeah, I shouldn't say tone deaf, but my my mom's well, like, yeah, she can she can sing yeah. a little bit. But a lot of times when you try to get someone to do any like harmony part, is like I'll like sing through it with them. Like, all right, you're gonna do this one. If you're trying to get like a, a, a three part going, and then like they'll do it, and then as soon as you try to hit your part, they'll just go to your part and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's still fun, you know, getting people involved. But totally, that's a that's a good totally. point. Well, what about when you're not prepared? Because I I am just I I would never put that level of preparation into it. You know, just play those Lydian jazz licks. You know, yeah. If if go. all else fails, Lydian jazz licks will at least get mm -hmm. you through. They'll look impressive, even if nobody really yeah. cares to hear them. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it really, the name of the game is preparation. Cause like, even if you're not, if you're not prepared in the moment at the family gathering, it's, you know, it's your daily practice routine or whatever you do when you sit down with your guitar, that's going to make or break how it goes. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about like getting nervous, you know, and some ways to, to combat that. Because, um, when, when you're playing guitar and you're nervous, the first thing that goes is your coordination, you know, your, your fingers and everything starts to just kind of like cramp up or, or you just, you know, you just can't function. You're like, what, what's going on? And that's, that's happened to all of us. It's happened to me. Well, first of all, to, to try to combat that, to go back to what we were talking about, getting other people involved. So you're not just up there by yourself, but let's say you don't have that. So then I would recommend playing along with a track of some sort, you know, have a little, have a little speaker there, um, or even just like play it from your phone or your laptop or whatever. And that way you have some support, you know, like even if you mess up a little bit, the groove is still going to be there and most likely no one's going to notice. Even if you just have like a, a melody that you can play, if you have a nice track there, it, it'll just really add some support. And, you know, to shout out uh, the pickup stuff, like we have so many holiday carols. Um, uh, we have all sorts of, I mean, obviously our normal repertoire of of uh, song squads and uh, performance pieces and all that. But since the holidays are coming up, we do have some pretty sweet stuff to, for people to check out. Definitely. And I think that's a great one, especially if you are maybe a newer guitarist and stuff, because a lot of times those situations, it is an acoustic guitar and stuff. And, you know, if you're not comfortable blending like rhythm and lead playing or, or doing chord melodies, you can feel like pretty silly if you like maybe just have like a melody down or, or some licks or just chords and you're not comfortable singing like um you know it takes you need the, that blend of of rhythm and melody which a track can be great for and i think another thing with the track is it's it forces you to stay on the rhythm train you know i think um if like you're going to make a mistake when you're performing in front of other people it happens all the time it happens to the to the best players but i think a way to recover from that is just keep moving. It's like you you have to like the biggest mistake you could make is like you know you're playing uh, jingle bells on the guitar and and you flub the melody so you stop and go back and try to do it again you flub it a second time and then everyone in the room starts getting uncomfortable like if you're playing along with a little track you just have to keep going and that's what you should do if you're playing unaccompanied as well. Absolutely. So let's give some examples of this. Let's let people listen to this. Let's listen to uh, Donnie Laudusina is the guitarist that we that we brought in this year, uh, just a couple of weeks ago to do some carols for us. And he did sort of an intermediate version where he plays just the melody. And then we'll also listen to his full on beautiful uh, guitar arrangement as well. So let's check those out.
Whew, beautiful stuff. The spirit has arrived. But let's check out the advanced version now as well. stuff man yeah donnie is uh such a smooth player he made all those tracks too he made the backing tracks he he produced them he played the guitar his his touch and his vibrato are just like so spot on all the time oh yeah yeah, yeah. talk about the five t's he he is a master <laughs> do you have any other thoughts on just things to keep in mind and this could be for general performance anxiety or you know maybe it's family specific yeah, I mean, like I said, for me, it's like it's always been something I've I've battled with, you know, just like and for me, the only there's no substitute for just the exposure therapy of playing in front of people whenever possible. And, you know, that's not always easy to do. It's also can be terrifying if you've never done it. Like, I think the main thing is like you don't want the first time you're performing in front of other people to be at that Christmas party or whatever, or when you're on stage at the open mic for the first time. Um, I think the first step everyone can take is to record yourself playing because there's something about that red light syndrome when you start recording that puts a digital eye on you that it's like changes the way you play. Um, so I would start there and, um, and, th and that's what I do when I like, if I haven't performed in a while, I know I have a show coming up. If it's nice out, I'll go out. I, I live in Philadelphia. I'll go out in the city and just like play in a park and stuff or maybe passersby or whoever might stop to listen. But if it's the winter, you know, and you're not like you don't have friends that you can be like, hey, can I just like practice in front of you a little bit? Like, I think the phone is a good way to at least start with that. That's a great point. Yeah, I think I would also add to be intentional with your practice because sitting down in front of your computer with like maybe a, a lead sheet or some tabs pulled up is a lot different than standing up. Maybe you're literally like setting up a microphone and a PA if you're trying to get set up for like an actual performance, but like yeah, being in this, in that headspace and, and trying to visualize whether it be on stage or, you know, at grandma's house, like what that's going to look like and stuff and, and projecting with your voice, if you're singing or like, if you're on an acoustic, like making sure you're going to play loud enough to come across like in a, a room full of people. So I'd be intentional with your practice. Always. Yeah. That's a, that's a huge one. I really like the recording yourself one. I mean, we talk about that a lot here on the pickup pod and just in general at pickup. Um, it's just so important. And, you know, maybe uh, repertoire too, like the song that you can pull off like 70% of the time might not be the right one, like dumbing it down because there is just that adrenaline that comes in. And aside from drinking 17 eggnogs and uh, getting rid of it that way, which we don't recommend, you know, it's like 
there is truly no substitute for just having the muscle memory to like take over when you are maybe internally freaking out. There's also the point of like warming up maybe a little bit too, you know, like before you uh, are just gonna, you know, oftentimes in these like family situations, you know, you maybe you just ate dinner and, you know, you haven't exactly had time to just go and, you know, practice your scales for 10 minutes. Right. But if you, if you can sneak into a little bedroom or something real quick, quick, Greg, grab your, you know, grab a family member to come in and like, just run through something really quick. Um, you know, that, that kind of just one, one time warm up can, can be really helpful. Um, you don't always have that luxury. And in that case, just go with something strummy and easy, you know, like have your, have your go-to strummer that's always in your back pocket, you know? Yeah. And I think, at least personally for me, when I'm in a a situation of performance, things seem to just, everything seems to speed up. You know, I guess I'm, I'm maybe thinking of like shows and stuff where, you know, you have a 45 minute set and when you're watching someone perform for 45 minutes, you know, it, it, it takes 45 minutes, but when you're on stage, it feels like 15 minutes. And I think finding ways to, you know, buy yourself some time, especially like maybe if you can't go just like hang out in a bedroom, warming up for a sec, like if your family's around you, like sit down with the guitar, like, okay, maybe you've been called on to perform, but you know, you can continue the conversation. You can start asking, Oh, well, what kind of stuff do you guys like? And, and you can be warming up while you're doing that. And, and, um, yeah, buying yourself some time. So you're not going in with cold hands or just uh, at least letting that wave of adrenaline pass over you. And I think another thing is people will pick up on your energy more than anything else. So if you are there and you're really uncomfortable and you're not saying much and you're staring at your feet while you're playing, like you might play like really well, but I think people would walk away with a, a better impression of your playing if you could you know, even if you're not comfortable, fake it till you make it and, uh, you know, smile, act like you're happy to be there and performing. And that's, you know, no one's paying attention. You're playing as closely as you are. And generally people just leave with an impression unless, I don't know, your family's really putting you on the spotlight and and it's dead quiet and everyone's, you know, drilling holes in your guitar with their eyes. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's really well said. Yeah. So like, I mean, beyond the family thing, like, have you, how do you feel as, you know, uh, former touring guitarists and stuff. Like how did, how did you deal with that? And you're playing like bigger stages and stuff, or did you find that it wasn't the big stages that threw you off? It was maybe a more intimate, like tiny desk scenario. Always the more intimate, the more nerve, nerve wracking for me and the more personal, the more nerve wracking. So by that, I mean like the more closer to family and, and, uh, teachers and things like that. Um, I remember like, for example, in grad school, you know, getting up in front of uh, all your professors, your family members, and your f- peers, and then trying to play like a solo guitar piece or something. Oh, nightmare. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, but there's a there's a certain amount of exposure therapy that that is irreplaceable. I mean, you just have to do it a number of times and um, it just gets better and better. But yeah, I mean, playing like, you know, yeah, I I did a tiny desk. I've played on multiple like late night TV shows and it, it's, um, it's a bit nerve wracking for sure. Um, but it it really does kind of go down, come down to, uh, being prepared. You know, my, one of my first, well, my, my, the greatest teacher I ever had was Jim Mazzaferro, uh, shout out to Jim and, 
uh, his big, his, one of his big lines was, you know, nerves come from not being prepared. Mm, so true. Well, that, that's a fun conversation, Kyle. And, and I hope that, uh, you know, with the holidays coming up, I hope that you have, have a good one. Um, with, I'm going to with... ask my family for a playlist. You've inspired me to, to get over my, uh, curmudgeonly Grinch <laughs> ways of <laughs> refusing to play Christmas carols at the party. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be Christmas carols at all. It doesn't, it could be, that's true. You, know, it, you know, whatever you celebrate, but it, it could just be, yeah, totally agnostic things and then pepper in, uh, you know, a little a holiday jam at some point in there maybe, but for sure. Do you have any, I mean, we are getting cl- close to uh, the holidays. Do you have any favorite carols or tunes? Well, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I love Christmas time is here. The Charlie Brown thing. I love, uh, the, the peanuts song. Um, I have like a little solo guitar arrangement that I try to work up every year for that. Um, but, uh, yeah, those are probably my like two, two biggest like Christmas ones. Nice. I would encourage everyone to listen to the song, ain't no chimney in the projects by Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. It's an incredible (laughs) song. I think it's the best Christmas song that was ever created. Those are great. That also reminds me of the Donny Hathaway, this Christmas jam that that's just like, that's probably my, my top one. You know, it's got that bar of seven, four in there. There's a a little weird bar in there. Yeah. Um, really cool chords. Krungbin also has a really great, uh, I think it's Christmas, Christmas time, time is, here. is here. Yeah. They have yeah. A, a version of that too. Yeah. Super yeah. fun. Very cool. cool. All right, Kyle. Well, thanks again, man. Uh, it's been really nice chatting with you and, uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'll see you later. All right. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much to everyone out there that's been listening and supporting this podcast, sharing it, leaving reviews. We really, really appreciate it. We really enjoy doing it. So uh, yeah, let's just keep it going. And also, if you haven't actually checked out pickupmusic.com yet, that's where we have all sorts of holiday carols. Every year we add a bunch to our catalog, very similar to what we played in today's episode. So it's a great time of year to get that playlist going. (laughs) All right. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks everybody.